Hey, marking out, it's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care, spike your hair. Woo, 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 you know it. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Nine years ago, I forcefully made Dave record a podcast in my probably illegal apartment in Merrick, New York. And from there, we brought Brandon in, and he took the show by the horns and led it for nine straight years to a 469th episode of Marking Out. (laughs) Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you so much to everybody who has listened to the show in the past nine years, to everybody who has bought a shirt, everybody that has worn the shirt, um, who has watched our YouTube shows, who has been on our social media accounts, thank you very much. This one's for you. Uh, it's not a Steve White. It's not a Steve Weiser, but... Yeah, that too. Ding! <laughs> um, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarketOut, Twitter.com slash MarketOut, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Um, go listen to all of our episodes. Rate, review, and subscribe. Almost every single one of our episodes is up there. After Zack Ryder crashed the initial you know, podcasting server that we had, and then we went to our own website. Thanks to GoDaddy for hosting this thing. Um, thanks for accepting our money. Yeah, thanks for taking all of our money. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to the United States government for taking our money, too, on copywriting it. Um, because we're those people, so if it, you know, trademark. Yeah, if you're thinking, it, don't don't get on our turf. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, anyway, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. We're also here at Dave. You can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore Mo. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey! I'm doing awesome. And I just gotta say, it, it's crazy that when we first started recording, you didn't want to do it. No, I I I was just like I didn't know if I had the time and stuff, but I knew that on the other hand. It was really beneficial for it was something that you really wanted to get going because you were going to school for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Yeah, shout out to and, CSB. Yeah, you wanted to get your hands dirty and do something in that sort of a recording manner. And I figured, okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and then it's funny because the first few times that we've had Brandon on the podcast, we had to kind of force him to speak. He, he, otherwise, he was just sitting on your couch. Well, no, it was sitting. that was one time where I sat on the couch or sat in a chair next to you guys where you're like, oh, what would you think of Dolph Ziggler? I was like, he's good. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> and then, then it evolved into me calling in or, yeah, I guess I would be calling in Skype to do shout-outs. Well, yeah, no, yeah. First, we did, first we did cell phone and then it was just getting to be too much and we're like, why don't we just Skype? Yeah. Um, that was, yeah. That was many moons ago. How about you, Brandon? How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And you can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. I want to give him this big entrance saying he's like the mascot for our show because he's the very hypercritical professional wrestling fan. Um, he'll be featured on a new YouTube sh- series what? called It's Still Real to Them. Oh, I'm not going to be our featured friends. on that. I'm not on that. God, no. No, 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 no. 
No, 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 no. That is no, completely. No, no. <laughs> I, I, Chris, I, Chris, I don't think he's allowed to like no, legally, no, no, contract-wise. No, 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 no. Those I are those. No, no, no. Those are creepy people and like people who are like bad who make the IWC look terrible. Yeah, no. I am in Brandon, talks right Brandon. now with Montreal Broski Productions about filming a sit-down interview with Brandon. Oh my God! Uh, we're going to shoot. In 4K. I hope that's not it's true. <laughs> It's Brandon. Um, no, Brandon is not featured on that. Wink, oh wink. Yeah. Um, no, a hundred percent not. I'm not a creepy like stalker wrestling fan or whatever the series no, yeah, is about. It, based on contract signing, we get it. We get it. You, you're not there. So uh, uh, you guys, the have... heart and soul of Brando Five Live, cousin Brandon, 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 Armando Galabraga. Um, what else did we call him? The big red machine. The big red machine. Big red. The Big attitude. red. <laughs> Remember that? The thing? attitude. We'll call him the Braditude. The unprofessional professional. Was I also nicknamed <laughs> Brick at one point. <laughs> yeah, Brick. <laughs> Maybe. An Irish Wolverine. You were known as Irish Wolverine at my wedding. Really? Um, yeah. My brother in law was like, yo, what is Irish Wolverine doing here? And all of us. Excuse me. Leaving that in there. I'm. Uh, yeah, because we're not I'm, editing. <laughs> And you're not going to take the time code down. No, absolutely not. Like you should. <laughs> seven um, minutes. <laughs> seven minutes. Uh, but yeah, all of us at the altar called Brandon Irish Wolverine. But anyway, gentlemen, the next thing after we have this really long intro, it's been seven minutes, is how was your week? Dave, you want to take this? Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, so this week, it was good. It was, it was uh, you know, it was this weekend I got to actually see Brandon. You know, I got to see Brandon. Got to see cousin Brandon with his brothers. That was the weekend. That was like the week. During the week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, during during the week. Uh, Yeah, got to meet up with Brandon. Uh, His sister-in-law, my cousin, baked really, really great cookies. Gigantic. Really gigantic Gigantic. cookies. Yeah. It was really absurdly gigantic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, and this this was just a roller coaster of a week and everything like that, and uh, I, I'm a huge mark for the Royal Rumble, so it was the it was a nice way to end the week for me. It was well needed. Like if there was no Royal Rumble, it would have stunk. But the Royal Rumble kind of lighted up everything. But what about you? Uh, well, I well, feel like I should go Chris, next. Chris a, I feel like yeah, I should go Chris next since we already discussed me. Yeah. But yeah, my my brother, my brother and sister in law were up from Florida with my niece, so I met my niece for the first time. Uh, Two and a half months old. It was my first baby that I ever held. Oh, really? Yeah, that they, was they the showed first up. Baby that you have, that you've never dropped either. Technically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they showed up Monday night. My uh, my younger brother flew down, was in Florida too, just on a vacation, and they were supposed to come in Tuesday morning while my brother was supposed to come back Monday night, and then they just all, I guess, realigned their flights to come back. Monday night, so I sat down after Monday Night Raw, and I met my niece, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good. I don't need to. I don't need to hold her." And uh, I was f- upon forced to <laughs> to hold her, and that was fine. I just yeah. figured I figured she would be a lot like more difficult to hold, but it did like with my arthritis and everything, it was really difficult to like. I got forced into feeding her and everything, and it's like this hurts me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because she latched on. Yeah, hilarious. 
Okay. Okay. But it was nice having them here. Uh, my sister-in-law made empanadas, so that was awesome. And then I took the, the water that the chicken boiled in and I turned it into egg drop soup. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it was all around. It was nice. Hung out. And now I don't know when I'll see my niece again. <laughs> nah, no, I mean, you, they were, you wanted to hold her to it at the end. Not, like, I mean, not really. Like They were like, oh, are you going to – my, my brother's like, is, like are you going to like – say goodbye to her or whatever i was like I, i'll do this and i like i shook her hand i was like it was nice to meet you <laughs> and i was like and, uh, no i was like it's nice to meet you you have no idea what i'm saying you'll not remember this so uh whatever <laughs> just wait till she's like two years old and you can do your mickey mouse impressions and yeah my, elmo impressions. my brother my brother's like oh do your elmo for her i was like it's it doesn't do anything for her i'm like hello there and she's not reacting i'm like she's just She's she's stuck on the fans. She's the favorite thing to do is just look at the fans. Every ceiling fan in the in my living room or in my den in the bedroom in my uh, in my dining room area. She was fixated with um, yeah the, because that, they, they the, can't the see that far. So they see moving gimmicks. It's like yeah, she, and yeah. then it she would suck. She would like scratch your. Uh, your finger when she's like latching, not latching, when she like holds on to it, she would, like, <laughs> when she would like scratch her hand, and then uh, and then she she like headbutts too, so that and then that hurts, but it was nice. I mean, she got she got a, a fistful of your beard too. Yeah, she was pulling my beard. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it was it was it was nice. That's it was great. nice. So how about you? Chris? And luckily, David didn't drop her either. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I did not drop her. It 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 was really nice to uh, to hold the baby that you named. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what about you, Chris? Um, I, well, I've been just busy the past couple weeks with work and stuff like that. Um, this past weekend, I was in Orlando filming a, a youth football all star game, which was played at ESPN Wide World Sports in Disney World. So, I mean. Total mark thing for me to be like, oh hey, I get to film something at Disney World. It's pretty cool. So, uh, You're but up it was there a, with the likes of Roseanne and Step by Step, Boy Meets World. <laughs> I, the cool thing though is during halftime they went into the where the Braves. So the Braves used to play spring training games at ESPN Wide World Sports, but they have since got out of there. So I got to go downstairs into the old Braves dugout. I mean, Dave's uh, Braves locker room. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I just, you know, hung out. I went to the highlight of the trip, went to the Polite Pig in uh, Disney Springs. Dude, it always smells so good walking by that Uh, place. But I always like I'm always like not in the mood for barbecue when I am when I'm down there because it's always so like hot. Yeah, no, it was that day. Was that Friday? It was like. I wore shorts and a uh, sweatshirt. You lucked out big time, though. The week before oh. was like, <laughs> iguanas, oh, I know, I know. like iguanas I, were dropping out of trees. I know, like yeah, which, which was crazy. But when I went, got up there, that was like the last day of the cold front. So like Thursday when I got there at nighttime, I'm like, oh, it's still kind of cold. This I'm jealous of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, this weekend I have a bachelor party in Arizona, which would be fun. And then still, I'm, still and then sounds I'm... so awful. What? It, I yeah, said it still sounds so and, awful. 
Brandon, if there's no clown on the 18th hole, I'm going to be so mad at you. Dude, did you see Did you see that Mick Foley is doing a, a stand-up show and has Yerple as a special guest? Like, the actual it, Yerple? Yep. That's, see that. I marked out for that. Sick. Um, and now I'm, I've just got the newest Nightmare uh, Brewing Company beer. It's called Blood Eagle. Is that it, anything to do with Cody or no? No. No. No, not at all. It's like every type of beer they make is a different form of torture or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what a Blood Eagle is, but uh, it's a pretty great Scandinavian-style sour ale with lingonberries, hawthorn berries, cloud berries, didn't know those exist, strawberries, plum, pear, and tart cherries. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying Very it. Very interesting. 7.5%. That's pretty cool. And it was a big weekend of professional wrestling this past weekend it started saturday with not a takeover but a nxt takeover worlds collided uh you had brand supremacy between since we're not gonna have a monday night war i might as well just get this whole spiel out of the way uh brand supremacy between nxt uk and nxt um one pre-show match, Kaylee Ray defeated Mia Yim. Which I think I picked uh, Mia Yim to win when I gave predictions last week. It was pretty stupid mm-hmm. of me to pick <laughs> Mia Yim. Yeah. yeah. Kay- Kaylee Ray's the champion. Also, by the way, uh, I think they should have actually built this as NXT TakeOver Worlds Collide. And just what, had like it. Once a year? And, and well, okay. No, no, I think they should have had this as NXT Worlds NXT Takeover Worlds Collide and done it during WrestleMania week. That would be interesting. Instead of doing it uh, at the Royal Rumble, because when you were like when you were watching this event, it, I don't think the international people that like we don't already have established here were as over as they should have been. Like the mm-hmm. first the first match that we had, Finn Balor defeated Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov's supposed to be a face, Finn Balor's supposed to be a heel, but it was completely flipped. Yeah, because they were nobody, in... No, but it's because nobody knows Ilya Dragunov. And if you yeah, watch the those... product, then you would know. So that's I why know. I think if you had the international crowd there, they would have done the reverse and they would have cheered Ilya. They would have booed Finn Balor. Yeah, but he put uh, on a damn good match with Balor. It's like it had shades of when he faced Cesaro. That was another good match of his. So yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good wrestler for sure. Uh, you have a new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Before we get to who that new champion is, uh, they kind of uh, changed the design on the title, which I like a lot. Yeah. It's got black a black title, strap little now. Purple straps on. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm a fan um, of the, the color. And it but was a he, completely unexpected victory to me, at least. Yeah, Jordan Devlin, the ace, picked up the victory over Angel Garza, Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks. Um, I have to say something about Twitter because Petey Williams put out a great tweet saying, I'm I'm sorry that this has turned into a transition spot when Devlin hit the uh, Canadian Destroyer on Travis Banks out of, like, a wrist lock. Yeah, but I disagree with Petey Williams there. Like, he could say that during when, like, the only other time it comes to mind is when, like, uh, Dustin Rhodes did it recently-ish. Yeah. Or even, um, well, no, because that wasn't during a match. This literally looked like he was dead after he did it. So Sell I don't mother. think, I don't think it was, it what did that to me, that wasn't a transition. To me, it was like a last ditch effort and it didn't pay off, but it still, the match was still able to continue, but he looked dead after doing it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't just get up right away and be like, oh, I'm good. So. Yeah, it wasn't a, a quick rebound. Uh, right, exactly. It, wasn't like it, a wasn't, it was not. Yeah, action. it wasn't a transition at all, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. And what's even more weird about uh, Jordan Devlin winning this is that he's a current Progress uh, Tag Team Wrestling Champion. Really? Yeah. Huh. Was it WWE? Aren't they in cahoots with Progress or no? <laughs> Pro- cahoots? I say Progress. Cahoots. It's Progress, probably. Cahoots, brother. Right? I don't think it they is, are. It is but Progress. It is Progress. Mm-hmm. Progress. I, I'm having like complete deja vu. <laughs> like a hundred, like you're like seconds away from saying like, oh, ask so and so to pronounce it for us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was another. I, every single match, I'm gonna say, was a great match. So. Yeah, this was another great match. Yeah, another yeah, another awesome. And also, reuniting. sorry to cut you off there. I don't know, sorry like, not. what is what happens with the uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship now? Does it get defended in NXT UK or does it get defended here? Like Jordan Devlin comes over here. Is there another challenger lined up? Like we'll see uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, night on Wednesday or... on on Wednesday night on NXT. There's gonna be no Wednesday night war this week. Uh, I'm gonna be away. Yeah, we should also explain that. Oh. Uh, People are going to be listening to this after Wednesday even happens. Yeah, well, we did that on that last uh, yeah. <laughs> last one we did. So thanks for not listening to the Wednesday Night Wars this week. Uh, tag team action with DIY reuniting, defeating Mustache Mountain. Anything I, to say about this? I, I like that. I think it – I don't know. I go back and forth. It's so weird for me to see DIY together after because they had – Yeah, after like last year, they had one of the best feuds and storylines – yeah, I mean, so now to see them back together, I feel like I don't know. I don't want to say that I feel cheated with that storyline, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's I, like maybe, a I wouldn't have mind forget, Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't have mind waiting a little bit longer to put them back together. Did you guys, either of you, uh, see the performance center video about them reuniting, like the leading up to this event? No. no. They had the the video that the like the performance center YouTube always kills it and. Uh, they had oh, them sure. backstage before the show, and Champa's sitting in the locker room with Gargano. who goes, ah, I think I'm going to turn tonight. <laughs> I think I'm going to attack you after. <laughs> and like, he was like teasing it, and Johnny's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I thought it was really funny. But this was another good match. This, like, this right here, probably the match of the night, given how established both teams were. Yeah. Especially uh, match of the year candidate uh, in the past between... Uh, the four of them, not not specifically mm-hmm. against each other, since this was the this was the first time. But yeah, I, I think this was the match I most enjoyed. I could yep. see that matchup that. next for the NXT Championship because they've dropped women's from the name of the title. Uh, the champion. I, I think that's a cool drop. I, I think it's confusing. Like Becky mm-hmm. Lynch was on backstage talking about how like she wants the women to to do stuff like that but like like um i I thought she was talking about like them dropping up next a women's division match up next the women's royal rumble and just have it be called the royal rumble but dropping the nxt women's championship like dropping just having it be nxt championship i think is confusing i don't know what ufc does do they just call it the ufc championship i don't know I thought it was confusing, but it was Rhea Ripley defending the title successfully against Tony Storm. Another great match, like I said before. 
Yep, absolutely. And then your main event, which I found surprising, Imperium picking up the victory over the Undisputed Era. So the Undisputed Era has been having a little rough patch recently as Roderick Strong lost his North American Championship. And then Imperium was destroyed. Uh, Imperium destroyed the Undisputed Era in this eight-man match, which was awesome. I thought, yeah, this was, again, I can't say that. I don't want to say that again because it was. <laughs> A great match. But uh, I thought, like, maybe we were going to see, when they were, like, celebrating at the end, I thought maybe we were about to see, like, NXT Japan happen or something. <laughs> like, Who would when, come when out they for were, NXT I, Japan? I have no idea. You could have the time splitters now that they're, like, in relation to, to WWE. Okay. I don't know who else you would put there, but I just thought, like... Maybe since it's billed as NXT versus NXT UK, you would like, boom, what a way to establish yeah. a third brand by having them take out who the the team that just took out the NXT team. But mm-hmm. that did not happen. No, it did not. Did they? I think they did. They do SmackDown from the Toyota Center as well, or is that they didn't do I that in so. Houston? Or did they? I believe so. I don't know. Not sure, Brandon. My apologies. Um, but let's get to the Royal Rumble. Two pre-show matches in which Sheamus defeated Shorty G and Andrade yet again defeated which, Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Chad Gable got uh, got busted open in that the very first like few seconds of that match. Yes, I, from do. I remember that. And the, the the lighting was super weird during that. I guess the sun was still like setting, yeah, the sun so the was sky was still, blue, or the sky, yeah. the sun was still out. The sky was still so blue. Well, what I said to you is they probably the color temperature in there that they set those lights is probably a lot lower than natural sunlight. I think sunlight's fifty six K and that was probably set for more like a thirty four. Real weird lighting stuff, kids, that I I think about every single day. They also um, they announced that the uh, record was broken at Minute Maid Park. Yeah. Did you see the meme of the uh, someone pointing to the WrestleMania sign, and it's like, oh, the sign's gone, and then the Astros are holding it up. Oh, no, that's yeah. funny though. But yeah, that they they had that last year, I guess, because it's the the retractable the retractable roofs. <laughs> but they they mentioned, I think the previous um holder of the the record was okay. Taylor Swift, which they mentioned Taylor Swift. So I think they broke her record. Sweet, for, good for, for them. For, I was like, "Oh snap!" Taylor Swift got mentioned on Royal Rumble. <laughs> how how excited are you? Yeah, I was no a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool but... that they mentioned her, but yeah. And then Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo was a fantastic match. Andrade retaining the championship. I, I think with the the Sheamus match kind of sucks because he um like they they hype him up to bring him back for the the kickoff show. Uh I thought that was awkward. Kind of weird. But the first match of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view was a false count anywhere match. Roman Reigns defeats King Corbin with the help of um, with the help of the Usos backing him up against mm-hmm. uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler who came out there to help out King Corbin. Dolph Ziggler, I'd like to say, was playing homage, paying homage to the uh, cheaters, the Houston Astros, by banging on some trash cans during that match. 
I missed <laughs> I missed this match because I was trying to put it to sleep. I was trying to put my Jordan to sleep. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you said that, and I think I commented it to you the other day, Brandon. I said if someone is not banging on a trash can walking out to the ring, I'm gonna be real bad. I don't I'm know. Sorry. I don't know if it was like intentionally done that he just like was back there like banging on the the trash can, but I I, I have to feel like because it was Dolph Ziggler that it was. I didn't see that. Yeah, that happened, and then and then Uso, one of the Usos, took that huge dive off of the scaffolding that they had set up. That was yeah. just like insane. I, I gotta say the one thing that I about this match that I thought it was entertaining, but something that I didn't like was where they used the porter potty spot. But Baron Corbin comes out of there clean, like with that with that specific. But it doesn't. Spot. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the porter potty was used. No, but for that spot, it's one of those spots where ew, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, and then he does it. You're expecting something gross or something to come out of that, not for someone to come out. Oh, also there was a crowd okay. there, so yeah. But, but really I mean, they could have. Yeah, they could have used. Uh, mud or something else, you but, know. I mean, he, he could have he covered sh- himself in mud exactly. or something while he was he in there. Yeah, he could have smeared something on his face and just played it out. I'd like so to that, think that, that that was disappointing for me. I'd like to think that was just them paying homage to Ready to Rumble, where where they did something to the porter potty and King lost. <laughs> I I thought it was a throwback to Joey Janela and Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, right. And then I then I got out of there and I was like, what the what was that? <laughs> so Oh yeah. boy. Uh but next up we had the women's Royal Rumble match. Um and that was won by Charlotte Flair. Disappointing uh, outcome overall. This really good match. I think the best part is almost half of the people in this Royal Rumble were NXT stores. More than yeah, I think so, there was twelve Yeah, twelve. Absolutely. So what, so what did you guys think about that? I, I missed, Chris, I missed what you just said about that. Did you like that or did not? Or you didn't say I that? I did like that. I liked that a lot. I, it, I, it, it, it just shows you the depth of the NXT women's roster. I agree with you. I'm a huge fan that they had so many NXT superstars there. And some of them I was really surprised with that. Uh, like uh, I mean, Mercedes. Right off the bat, uh, yeah, Mercedes Martinez. Like, what a huge month for her. She gets yeah, signed to WWE. Shotzi. She appears in that battle royal, and then, and then appears in the Royal Rumble and Shotzi and Blackheart Sha- too. Yeah, and I like that Shotzi. They teased in another spot with Shotzi and Shayna Baszler, where Shotzi almost eliminated her for the second time out of a Rumble, but ended up getting caught. But I really like that they put the focus on them. But I think we got it. We cannot ignore the who got the real shine from NXT that night. Yeah. yeah Bianca, Bianca Belair came in at number they, two and lasted 33 minutes. The longest in the match. And now her and Shayna Baszler both tie the record for most eliminations at eight in a, in a women's uh, Royal Rumble match. I, I thought and, and it's not, and it's not a main roster woman that holds. Yeah, that but record. it is, it is a, no, 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 because they, no, I know, they, I know, they call can't. it main roster. I know people I know, still I, don't refer to it as that. And yeah, it's I weird. I, I I took the uh, the WWE still does those fan council surveys that they'll send out occasionally, yeah. and I took one earlier, and they were like, they 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 one of the questions was something like, how did you enjoy, or was it like they they gave choices of your your favorite moments, and one of the choices was surprise entrant by by well they had Mighty Molly, they had Kelly Kelly, 
um, Beth Phoenix and and Santina listed. But it's so bizarre because um, basically everyone who wasn't announced was a surprise. Like, I was surprised to see all the NXT yeah. women in this. I mean, and, and that's one of the things that I loved about the women's Royal Rumble that they didn't do with the men Royal Rumble is I love the aspect of surprise. So the fact that we didn't know um, who was going to be an entrant in the women's Royal Rumble, I love that aspect because it just adds that shock and awe. But Bianca Belair, oh my lord, like, she did amazing. And if you want to talk about pure entertainment, I didn't even want to look away, uh, look away from the match because she was so entertaining to just watch. Even the way that she eliminated uh, Alexa Bliss on the apron, where they were having a tug of war with her hair. Yeah. And then she just pulled her right into the turnbuckle, I uh, into the post. I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant spot where they had, uh, where she was using the ponytail to, to hang on. Yeah. So they, let's, uh-huh. I was going to say they also, there were some, to me, there were some disappointing moments. Like Dakota Kai was in the Royal Rumble, as was Tegan Knox. They weren't in at the same time. I thought maybe you could have used it to, to help uh, hype up Wednesday. Yeah, I was I was surprised with that. Especially was, since they they brawled at the the night before they brawled at uh at at Worlds Collide. Yeah, I was expecting Te- I was expecting Tegan Knox or Dakota Kai to like cause the elimination of one or the other. I, but I marked out yeah. for Chelsea Green. Yeah, so did I. But I, I think that was cool. it was a weird spot given her. She literally just the other week gave up a spot in the battle Royal. She goes, I don't, I'll do this on my own terms kind of deal. Like, why would you give up that shot when there were less people? When, when now, now your odds are I, like way I, stacked I, against you. I thought it was kind of a odd spot because she didn't really stick around for too long. Either. She was in for 12, 12 seconds. seconds. Yeah. 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 So that, that was an odd spot for me, but so th- there's a lot of spots that were involved in this match that some people liked, some didn't. I was a big fan of this spot with Mandy Rose and Otis. That was, you guys? I think that was oh, the gosh. spot of the rumble. That was fantastic. I was so disappointed when she went over the rope and she like fell off the apron. I was like, that seems like she meant to do that, but like she's out way too early. And then they cut down to Otis like <laughs> under her, and I, that was fantastic. Even later on you? in the night, where they had uh, where they had her get caught by Otis, and then Bel Air throws. I... Sonya Deville out onto her, and then unfortunately Mandy Rose gets eliminated. But yeah, what did you think, Chris? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I love I, everything that Otis does. It's amazing. I, I I I'm like curious to see that clip of like how did Otis get there? Did he? I what he I had like to have been picture, under the ring. Exactly. I like the picture that Otis was underneath the ring and just casually rolled <laughs> to the outside from under the ring to yeah. like just like Ralph Wiggum rolled down the hill. Like I just like to picture him doing a roll from under the ring to the side of the ring just in time to catch her. Um, what, what other spots did we have? Naomi was, uh, was made Returned. her big return and did yeah. another Royal Rumble spot where she ends up using the, uh, the commentary table to, to bridge herself to this, the steel steps I, to get back in. I like that. It did take a little bit long to get from point A to point yeah. B at spot. And that kind of took me out of it. But another spot, well, not really a spot, but somebody, Santina, making uh, the return to the Royal Rumble. What's your yeah, take? D- Dave and I both spoke about this, and we thought as soon as the music hit, we both thought Rico. 
at first. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, but would it make sense? Maybe Miss Jackie. And then I, and then when they eventually showed the, the Titan Tron, I marked out and I was like, Oh, right. I completely forgot. That was the theme song they used for Santina. But I was, I thought it was hilarious. I liked that. The, the little glamorella reunion between uh, Santino at least and, uh, and Beth Phoenix. And then Santina yeah. taking out the, the Cobra to pay homage to Santino Morella, her brother. I, <laughs> and then now, taking what, herself I, out. Uh, I thought that was funny. I okay, so now I liked all of that up until that snake spot, the cobra spot. I thought that even if he hit himself with the cobra, maybe he should have stood there in a daze, and Beth Phoenix should have gotten the elimination instead of him just eliminating himself. That's my only takeaway negative from that, though. What about you, Chris? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I was a fan of it. You know, they had the lot of Liv Morgan stuff going on in there as well, which was great. Um, Beth Phoenix, you know, getting busted open real bad. And oh, that's yeah. Stuck. Yeah. And then she stayed into the match like a trooper and she was, she ended up being final, uh, final four, four final three. Yeah. Cause but, she, uh, she, yeah, she was final four with her and Natalia, Shayna Baszler and, and Charlotte. And then she ends up eliminating her, her tag team partner, Beth, uh, not Beth Phoenix, Natalia. Natalia. Yeah. But yeah. it came down to Shannon Baszler and Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair picked up the victory. She's now probably going to go to, like, who do you want to see your face at WrestleMania this year? Uh, yeah, I actually, me and Brandon were talking about it. I think it would be great to see her challenge Ripley. That's, up- I've been seeing rumors swirling no. it. Yeah, I've been seeing rumors swirling the internet that allegedly Charlotte Flair might be at NXT on Wednesday. Oh, brother, brother. Stop. If that if that happens, I will be so because you can only see her versus Charlotte and Bailey and all like that little click so many so times. Many times. I know. Yeah. It's so it's so old and stale. Yeah. It's like if like if Rhonda came out at thirty, that would have been cool, but I like how she trolled the internet with her uh, you know, meme of herself. Oh, I'd even see her trolling. Well oh, she did yeah. it she did it after the fact, right? Yeah, after the fact. Um oh. also uh, you know, Impact Wrestling has Tessa Blanchard as their champion. Flair can challenge for any championship. It doesn't necessarily say it's a woman's championship. You're right. She's going to fight the Fiend at WrestleMania. Do you, strange things are happening, man. <laughs> She's going after Mojo. Yeah, right. No, like, I, like, it's super far-fetched and, like, would completely maybe kill the fiend but if it was done correctly like i think it could completely shoot her up to like beyond hall of fame status it would yeah. be it would be, i i could see what you're okay but it's a universal it, title it's not wwe championship but it's still it's still a main championship i know it's still if you want to put her in that like you can't touch me anymore give her the wwe championship Make her beat Brock Lesnar, and yeah. then we'll. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. She so doesn't. Now... She doesn't announce who she's facing until uh, after Drew McIntyre defeats hmm. Brock Lesnar. Ah, so now you got me really con- not. You got me really thinking. It's got to be Ripley. At first, it's when you told Ripley. me, huh? It's got to be Ripley. Oh, I I hope so. But you mentioned the Fiend at first. I'm like, I'm I dismissed you, but now that I'm thinking about it, it does. The Fiend matches. Me and Brandon were talking, and hes I don't think he ever has anything more than a two-star or three-star match. But it's all story, and it's all storyline. It's all plot. 
And it's more, it's just, it's a great story to his matches. They may not be the best technically technical matches or anything like that, but they are fun, entertaining stories. So they could always do like a Halloween-ish story of uh, kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers thing with The Fiend and Charlotte Flair. But it, that would it, happen, look, but. If you look at Impact, look what they did. They're doing something somewhat similar. She, she, so- faced, she faced Sammy Callahan. The Death Machine. Maybe that, maybe she'll it, take over Almas' title to hold he, it. But he doesn't have there. matches like that. Come on. No, I, I I I I would support that idea. I think that's cool. All right, what uh, else we got? Uh, let's, since we just talked about him, we'll skip Lacey. Bailey defeated Lacey Evans. Meh. The one thing um, I wanted ultimately from this match was Bailey taunting Summer, and she did. <laughs> it didn't happen. Also, by the way, people complained. That Santina was in the Royal Rumble over Sasha Banks, who I'm pretty sure is selling an injury, or she might actually yeah. be injured. Yeah, they, the the other week, Lacey Evans took out her ankle, let her sell. Yeah, uh, so I also wanted to say that Bailey dedicated her match to Kobe Bryant, who uh, she said inspired him to play basketball when she was younger. He unfortunately. Uh, passed away him his daughter seven other people in a, an absolute just uh shocking nah. terrible helicopter crash so our thoughts go out to all the families involved yeah. their friends uh the fans of Kobe Bryant the the it was nice to see all the tributes uh with with Kobe on Sunday the next match and we just spoke about him. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeated Daniel Bryan in a strap match. First one they have one in uh, 20 years. Yappapod. <laughs> Which I, I was I, watching this match, and it was literally seven minutes into the match. And I'm like, it literally feels like I've been watching this for an hour already. Yeah, I wasn't too much into this match. So when... I love this match. Happened? You why, loved why it? You love it? Why did you love it? I love this match. I thought it was great. Story-wise... Okay. They, they, it was it was more psychology than it was actual like you know holds and flips and stuff like that because you have this aspect of the strap that's there like a this, the, the the crowd was so silent but it wasn't silent because they were bored there was a there was this like nervousness among the crowd when the leather strap started slapping there was that one point where Daniel Bryan's on the top rope in the ring and Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt smacked him with the strap and it let out the biggest crack and people you heard like huge like pop in their couches go oh because they know it hurts so badly so that's why everybody was so invested in it and they told a great story using the strap when Daniel Bryan hit the label lock with the strap wrapped like around that. Bray Wyatt's throat when he's got him on the other side of the ring post and he keeps bashing him into the ring post. Mm-hmm. I thought it was spectacular. I thought it was the best time we've seen the fiends in the ring. I agree yeah. with that, yeah. Also, uh, I have to say, thank God the lights were on. But, and that painted another part of it, too, because camera-wise, you want to see the welts on Daniel Bryan's back. And that was a big part of that match. And the way that they shot it is that you kept seeing these new welts forming on Daniel Bryan's back. And then you wouldn't be able to see that in the red light. I thought it was well done. I liked when uh, Daniel Bryan's like, I don't know how in a million years you could like even attempt it, but he went and did it and it perfected it. The suicide dive while he was still strapped to 
the fiend. And yeah. even the uh, at one point he was the fiend was down in the ring. He was on the ring apron and went to go climb the turnbuckle. And I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, how are you gonna do that? Like you're gonna like break your arm because your the the strap is still over the rope. So he had he went eventually like went under the rope and then went to I think either the I don't know if he eventually made his way up to the top rope, but he was at least the second rope. Yeah. But overall, I think the my, the only one big spot that I liked from that match was that the LaBelle lock. I don't know. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, next up, let's get to the women's Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Asuka by submission. I liked Asuka accidentally misting herself. <laughs> you just missed yourself. <laughs> And I, I liked a lot of people I saw like saying, eh, this match was eh. I I happened to enjoy this match a lot. Okay. I liked what Asuka was doing. I liked what Becky was doing. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I first, you know, it happened. So let's get on to the big meat and potatoes of the show. The Royal Rumble match itself. Called, called by and, Booker T. Houston's own. Called, called by Booker T. I didn't even notice that. Really? Yeah. He was on commentary? Yeah. A lot of people wow. uh, thought maybe he'd be in uh, the match because he's the match itself. Shape. Yeah. But I'm mm. still so disappointed that we didn't get Harlem Heat versus Revival. Never say never. Yeah. But um, Drew McIntyre wins the Royal Rumble. I love the video of the bar in Scotland that was watching it and was going nuts. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't see that. That sounds really cool. And you could kind of say, too, that, like, this Royal Rumble was in two chapters. Very much so. I don't think well, – the, the only like, time they, – they said on commentary, like, when was the last time we've seen something like this? And, honestly, the only real time that we've seen something similar was when Nexus – the new Nexus with CM Punk was, like, all together in the ring. But Brock was in there by himself dominating. Yeah. For for, for the first five, at least. First, or, yeah, 13, first five. 14 guys – we're taking out by Brock Lesnar. Um, that included Montel Vontavious Porter, uh, Keith Lee, which I think was a highlight for me, but I think they should have done more, but that's just me being a mark. Um, I think it was it was 13. Brock, I, I believe, is tied with Strowman for most eliminations. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I, one of the things, so with that Keith Lee, I, I was a big fan of it because I thought that it was huge. I, Brock Lesnar put him over in... And I know a lot of people could say, how did he put him over? He eliminated him. But him he, selling... He went toe-to-toe. Yeah, yeah, him selling did. him selling some of those moves. And even when he first came out, Brock Lesnar's reaction, like, who's, oh, a big boy and stuff like that. Like, I was a huge fan of the way Brock Lesnar was putting him over in a Brock Lesnar man- manner. Um, I thought it was fine. Something that like, disappointed me was John Morrison comes out number five. And literally last nine seconds doesn't have he before Kofi Kingston. It was him known for all those big like save spots in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, and we didn't even get that. And then the next entrant was Kofi Kingston. The the one thing I wanted the most out of this was them both like doing dual save spots at the same time. And oh man, it was a missed uh, missed opportunity. But Kofi Kingston gets in there. And goes right after him. It's the 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 fire that we've been missing That's from what Kofi they did. They Kingston. told they told the story too. Like like most of the people that went in there, you know, they had something like you had Elias going in and saying, "Hey, I'm the sacrificial lamb." 
you know, John Morrison doing his flip spot outside. Then you had like the trio with Kofi Kingston, Rey Mysterio, and Big E. Which was fantastic because it was Brock's pass coming at him and coming at him quickly. And uh, although it was like, I mean, Big E only lasted in the Rumble 53 seconds, but the whole trio of them. He hit his big, he hit his finisher on Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and the trio of them facing Brock Lesnar together, like band together, like we're going to to get back for everything that, get back everything that he's done to us. And ultimately, again, Big E was only in there less than a minute. It felt like a long period of time that I enjoyed how long it was. Yep. And then after Cesaro, he gets out, whatever Shelton Benjamin comes out and I'm like, Holy crap. We're getting Shelton Benjamin versus Brock Lesnar, Minnesota stretching crew, wrecking crew. Which one is a wrecking crew? I think. I don't know. Oh, I think stretching crew is, uh, the Anderson. Oh, oh, then maybe wrecking. But I, I, but I popped. Animus. I popped big time for that. He gets a handshake from Paul Heyman, and then he gets in the ring. Brock's like buddy, buddy. They hug. They hug again, and then, whoops! Don't trust I, I, anybody. <laughs> I thought it was I, great. I kind of, I, I thought it was great, but a little. But uh, the mark of me was disappointed because I still wanted to see them tag. Yeah, but uh, then. I mean, then, unfortunately, Keith Lee gets eliminated. He's fighting with uh, Braun Strowman, and Brock dumps both of them out at the same time. And out comes Ricochet, who had storyline with Brock Lesnar. Not many people had storyline going into Royal Rumbles for the women. It was literally Charlotte and and Sarah Logan, who I wish had more time in the Rumble together. Um, But here... Yeah, she... I, I, Sarah Logan, sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very confused with Sarah Logan's spot because she got eliminated like in it a was, manner. It I was, was in, under a minute, I think. Yeah, it was very quick. And then recently, she's been like she's had it out for Charlotte, Charlotte Flair in a way where they were brawling before the matches and stuff like that. Where I'm like, are they trying to set up a feud of Sarah Logan going after Charlotte Flair because she just hates her so much that they're battling this much before? Their matches, and then there's really no follow up with it. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really confused with Sarah Logan. But Ricochet gets low blowed by Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw, leading into the Raw Rumble, and here we have Ricochet facing off for a good three minutes, and low blows Brock Lesnar, causing to causing Drew McIntyre to hit the Claymore, sends Brock flying over the rope. Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock Lesnar. And the crowd went crazy. I thought that was fantastic. I I actually like the fact that Ricochet got the assist, too. Well, not... I mean, I wouldn't... It's not... I don't think he got the official assist. It was actually Drew McIntyre to do it. Oh, no, but he got the assist of the... He low-blowed him, setting him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who I think might have been taken out well actually we could just go skip right to it big return edge edge after nine Brandon, years you did not hype that up enough <laughs> please 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 do it better than me okay here we go Ladies so then you have brock lesnar get eliminated from the match and you kind of have this more like let's get a bunch of guys in there see how everything's going typical royal rumble bs then the bell, then the buzzer rings at number 21. You get this lull over the crowd. And what do you hear over the PA system at Minute Maid Cheaters Park? You think you know me. And it's Edge. 
looking in immaculate, unbelievable shape. Looks like he hasn't lost a step. Looks like a grizzled brother with this great beard, long flowing edge hair. And he gets pyro. He gets pyro. I like the hard pushing on him while he's like all ducked down, ready to throw the things up. Unreal. Gets in. Hits a spear on Dolph Ziggler. Hits a spear on Carl Anderson. Listen, Mark, calm down because they released the other footage that you could actually see that first spear from another angle. Calm down. They still shouldn't have missed it the first time. Spears AJ Styles. Unreal. Unreal. Edge, after nine years of, like, like, he didn't, like, go into hiding. You know, he's been doing movies, and he had the podcast. And he's, he's, been he's been in WWE since then. He's done stuff in the company. But it's like everybody's like at this thing like, okay, Edge is retired. That's cool. Whatever. And then just comes out of nowhere and is now in amazing shape and is back at the WWE. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> yeah. I, I was totally surprised by this. Once I heard the theme song, I was just like, wait, what? And then he came out and I was just like to my dad, I'm like, it's Edge, and I like stood up. <laughs> I threw my, I threw my ed- my hands in the air, uh, and it was an unbelievable moment. Moment. Um, I did my my vibe was killed when he, they missed the first uh, spear, but thank goodness I for Kevin Dunn was sitting in product in like in Gorilla being like, oh my god, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And cut to a random <laughs> camera. Like, <laughs> okay, the the biggest pop of the de- of last decade, I think 100%, WWE didn't agree with that, but uh, I think 100% was the Hardy Boys returning at WrestleMania 33. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Uh, and then I think it's going to be very tough. If there's a bigger pop this decade than Edge returning, it, it'd be very hard to, to top that. I... And 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 I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave, but no, you're good. I'm a diehard Edge fan. Edge is my number one favorite wrestler of all time. I was telling Anthony of Friend Beer's podcast. Check it out, Friend Beer's podcast. Um, he's he knows I'm a big Edge. He's like, how are you doing right now? I said, I was at at terms <laughs> with Edge being retired and never coming back again. And now, what alleged reports are saying is he has a three year deal on the table. He's going to wrestle five matches within that three years. Holy sh... Nikes. I stopped myself. It, it's unreal. This is unreal that this is happening. I cried. I literally cried. And I'm, you call me a mark all you want, but I, I, I sat there and I started crying. And I told Jordan about how great Edge is. <laughs> and I watched, I watched the Royal Rumble with both of my kids. Maddie was really excited when Matt Riddle came out because he throws his shoes off. <laughs> Which like, actually, fortunately, he yeah. only lasted forty seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, she, seriously, she seriously, she's like, she's like, Daddy is the guy that throws his shoes coming out. I'm like, Matt Riddle. She goes, Yeah. I'm like, He's coming out soon. And she came out and she was glued to the TV for him to th- flip his shoes, his sandals off. <laughs> I, I wonder if he was supposed to be in longer because apparently AJ Styles was injured after the spear. And left hmm. sooner than than he was supposed to be. I don't know if I believe that to be honest. Um, just I, I think that the production value really flopped. If Chris was on production, it wouldn't happen that way though. But he's your pal. He's our it. pal, Sal. He definitely saved the day with sending us that clip of the the exclusive video. So 
Um, I have to say, Randy Orton comes out in the Royal Rumble and starts teaming up with Edge. We get an, a rated RKO reunion. I thought that was awesome. Uh, kind of disappointing. You had Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe brawl with each other even before Seth Rollins got into the match. And the whole storyline leading up with them is like, I'll take you out if I have to, but we'll work together for Seth. But they were already trying to take each other out before Seth was even in there. Mm-hmm. Who Seth comes out number 30 with Razor, with Akam, with Buddy Murphy. And they all play factors into, I th- was Buddy Murphy out there? Yeah, he had to have been. They all play factors into uh, Kevin Owens' elimination, as well as uh, Samoa Joe's elimination. And and um, the Royal Rumble was overbooked. Because Buddy Murphy was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. Heavy Machinery was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. Rusev and Bobby Lashley were supposed to be in it, which they explained earlier on. That uh, they got into a huge brawl in the parking lot and wouldn't be able to to be in the Raw Rumble, so at least they gave storyline explanation there. But uh, I I also really enjoyed the final four of this Raw Rumble as well. You had Randy Orton, you had Edge, you had Seth Rollins, uh, not Seth Rollins, you had Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Edge getting eliminated the same exact spot as Beth Phoenix. What a Hall of Fame couple! Yeah, no denying that one. Both of them making the, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Super awesome. And uh, and then it comes down to to Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I'm prepping. I'm like, okay, we know it's going to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, that's not – I mean I, I was marking out over this entire Final Four because I had no – I mean it's always weird because you always have that in the back of your head like Roman Reigns and these wrestlers that you're like, okay, this is the rumored – opponent for someone and they're probably going to win but they always throw a few people in that final four where they really play with you and you're like that, wait that one year wait. where santino almost did it and i was like marking the hell out yeah yeah i mean but then they there's moments where they do give it like nakamura when he won yeah or this year i mean even last year last year seth rollins won the royal rumble and, and that's everybody was like super satisfied with that I mean, yeah, and then even yeah, because everybody it, likes Seth Rollins a year ago. No one likes yeah, him anymore. Yeah, and then this year, your winner, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Awesome. It was like super totally. satisfied from uh, from it. Yeah, I just totally Edge, Edge, Edge is back. Oh my stars! But let's we'll talk about Edge in a little bit. Let's get to Monday night. Nitro, which before Kick. we before we even talk about the opening of it, the Royal Rumble pay per view since the they were in the the baseball stadiums they don't have the signs they have the the scoreboard or whatever sign it. and it doesn't appear until the night after. This WrestleMania sign is gigantic. It, I, I, I don't know it. if the venue if if the venue was like maybe just like a one hundred section venue or not. And that's why it was so low. Like, it didn't look like there were seats above, like, a 100 section. But mm-hmm. the okay. sign was gigantic. Like, yeah, like I, vertically, I, vertically yeah. gigantic. Horizontally, I, I think, apparently, the lengthwise, it it correlates with the, uh, with the number WrestleMania. Like, I think okay. this is 36 feet long. And last year was, like, 35 feet long. 
That's weird. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of, of the sign, and it was weird to me I that the sign. I love pirates. I'm yeah. sorry. He said he loves pirates. Oh hell, hell yeah! Paul the, the sword, right. the sword when it hangs though, kind of looks like a, a handicap sticker sign. If I don't see Xavier Woods at WrestleMania dressed up like Rufio and Biggie well, dressed happened. up like Captain that, Hook, that, that I don't think that would happen again. He already dressed yeah. like Rufio. Yeah, I want more so. I want Kyrie Sane's theme song to play and have like a special pirate entrance. That would be so dope. But Monday Night Raw Paul, opens Paul up. Turned. Monday Night Raw with oh, Paul Burchill. Yeah. He was always good. Underrated. All right, continue. Raw opens up. Yeah, the, the incest angle really killed him. But Raw opens up with <laughs> Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and Drew McIntyre's like, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. And then he issues an open challenge that was dubbed a Claymore Party. The OC come out. They both challenge him. He accepts it, goes on to defeat both of the members of the OC. And I like this because it helps make Drew McIntyre look strong to face Brock Lesnar. He just defeats two people whose whose tagline is the best tag team in the world because they won that cup. So And, and it, they weren't like two scrawny enhancement talents. So I thought that was yeah. great. And he continues to use the 3-2-1, which only out of the, the last month or so, I think it's, it's, he's, only missed, he's only missed that one time. So I'm fa- yeah, yeah leading into – dude, listening to that at WrestleMania is going to be is gonna be like so awesome. Hearing a whole, yeah, when he takes out Brock Lesnar and becomes a champion. And you hear everybody, 3-2-1, and boom, claim – oh, my God, the claim. And then all of a sudden the cannon on the pirate ship that's on stage goes off. And the, <laughs> and the rock comes out and defeats – Drew McIntyre. <laughs> no one. No one. But he is going on, as we said, to face Brock Lesnar. And uh, this evening on Monday Night Raw, he went on and faced both Gals and Anderson. Yeah, and Brock Lesnar, after the match ran down, hit him with the F5 and then just left. Yeah. Gallows I, I, had a shirt like on. It. Wow. Yeah, that was I, that I, was a bit odd. I, I been, like that quite Lesnar did... I like that Brock Lesnar did make a statement at the end of it because Drew McIntyre made a statement too. But I like that Lesnar also reminded him that he is the beast. So I was a big fan of it. Yeah. Up next, we had Rey Mysterio defeating MVP. They played a hype video for MVP, so I don't know if he's back full-time. I'm, I, I, From what I've read in reports, he's not back full-time, but... That's I've marked out for that. I wasn't expecting it, but it was an odd finish. Rey Mysterio went for the six one nine and MVP moved, so Rey kind of just clipped his back, and then he hit the the springboard frog splash onto his back, which I thought was interesting. It was a newer, a new way to have uh, at least I don't know if it was a, a botch or so, but a, a new way to recover if it was. So I, I enjoyed that at least. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if MVP. If, MVP is back full time or not? I it seems like it. Up next, we had Alistair Black defeating Kenneth Johnson, which I thought was a fantastic Black Mass sell by Kenneth Johnson. Uh, and then Alistair Black cuts a promo afterwards, saying that uh, it's not Seth Rollins' fault, it's not Buddy Murphy's fault, uh, it's his it's it's his own fault. And he's going to no longer be seeking people to come knock on his door. 
he's come going, on, knock on my door. He's going to be picking the fights from now on. So I don't it's know. About time. But but then again, I don't know who he's going to go out and face because this again, Kenneth Johnson here. He's a local enhancement talent. What does that do for him? Yeah. Uh, but let's just that kick. Yeah, Black the Mass black... was fantastic. Oh, he he nearly kicked his head off. I mean, okay, maybe he didn't really hit him, but still, it looks amazing every time. Yeah. Up next, Seth Rollins was out there with Buddy Murphy. Uh, Rollins uh, with who? Buddy Murphy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins was ultimately talking about the Royal Rumble, and he told which I really enjoyed him saying to McIntyre, enjoy the fans cheering while it lasts because they'll turn on you so fast. Wow, that rhymed. Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) But then he spoke about eliminating Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. They came out, questioned where Authors of Pain were, and then Rollins was like, I could guarantee you, you won't get attacked. They're backstage in our locker room. And they, they had live footage of them where they, like, conversed over the Titan Tron just to prove that they were. And they were like, like the, oh. Uh, bit, uh, reading, watching TV sideways, you know, the thing that Botch Mania does? Yeah. But no, <laughs> they, they were just, like, head on to the camera. And, and they were like, oh, that's hilarious. Thanks for, like, doing the work for us. And then the Viking Raiders attacked AOP. So maybe we're going to see some sort of four-man, uh, eight-man tag. Man! No, eight-man yeah. tag leading up to WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. But Buddy Murphy teams up with Seth Rollins to defeat Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, Samoa Joe dove out of the ring onto Buddy Murphy during this match and then got forced into the back due to medical reasons. I don't know what uh, if he's okay or what's what's the deal there if it was just storyline or what. But uh, the end of the match, Seth Rollins distracted Kevin Owens and Murphy rolled him up to win. I thought it was really good. I, I like this match. I like the team of Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, what's, their, what's their group yeah. name? Is they they, have they don't or... have a group. And do you think they should add one more person or what? So they get a five what? Five people? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people were saying they want to see Andrade, which then also adds Zelina Vega. Nah, hmm. I'm good. Uh, four is fine. You don't you don't have any four four pieces these days. Well, I mean, uh, Imperium be... and Undisputed Era. Yeah. Okay, after after this one for every show. Yeah, what's on SmackDown? New day. After this, Becky Lynch was interviewed about the Raw Rumble. And she was like, my debts have all been collected. And if uh, if she's going to be facing somebody, it's going to be because she wants to face somebody. So. Oh. You don't want to fight. Please tell me she wants to fight Shane Baszler. Which also, I mean, she also says that if, if Flair is going to be challenging her, it's going to be the last time she ever picks her. So that just ties into what we discussed earlier. And and with Shayna Baszler, I wanted so badly for her to win the Royal Rumble just because they're – I still – I said this last week. I need payoff from Survivor Series. There has to be a reason why Shayna Baszler is celebrating NXT's victory. And then at the end of the show, literally right as she's celebrating, Becky Lynch gets up and attacks Shayna Baszler. And Survivor Series ends with, with Becky Lynch on top. And we have not heard anything of that from Survivor Series. 
That was so many events ago, November to January. There's so many months in between. We need to see Becky Lynch challenge. Maybe we'll see tomorrow or, or maybe after, or I mean, when's NXT Portland? That's the, uh, upcoming sooner than later, maybe two weeks. If, I don't know if that's the, the, the 16th, 18th. The 16th of February, so there's still time between the 16th of February and uh, April for for WrestleMania, so here's hoping. Here's nah. hoping she challenges Shayna Baszler, and then Baszler picks up the victory, who knows. Up next, we had Umberto Carrillo getting a, a very odd rematch uh, for the United States Championship. Uh, which I don't know why he was given another U.S. title match. But Carrillo defeated Andrade via disqualification uh, because Zelina Vega attacked Umberto to break up the three count. And then Carrillo attacked Andrade after the match, lifted up the ringside map, just like Andrade did to him and hit the hammerlock DDT onto the cement. Good sell. Which incredi- like pushes Carrillo in a direction where he'll be remembered by a broader audience. Like unless you've watched 205 Live, like here and there, it's like, eh, who's this guy? Now people are watching. Yeah, I and I got Selena Vega's selling of it. I love too. Yes, no, no, stop, stop. Here afterwards, you find out Andrade has been suspended for 30 days for violating the wellness policy, so that gets him Jeez. written off TV. I don't know if it's due to drugs or uh, maybe he just missed the 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 test. Like, I'm gonna, like I, am, I, am happy, I am happy that if this was before and stuff in plant, he's going on his little uh, stepping away with the title. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they didn't strip him of the championship. Yeah, or and it's, we we we've seen it before where people have been suspended for the wellness policy and they have not been stripped. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but after that, we saw Charlotte Flair come out, cut a promo. And uh, nothing for nothing, but it seems like the suspensions, uh, they make their return sooner. Or no, at least it seems no, it like was it. literally, like Bobby... It was literally on the 30th day. It was on the day he was able to come back that he returned. So it's just 30. Okay, so that makes sense. Because Bobby it was their, it was like their first just... violation. Okay. Second, so I think, he'll, is he'll, 60. He'll be back before we even know it then. Right, yeah. Even he'll be back way before uh, Elimination Chambers in uh, in March. Yeah, they they yeah. have what's it called coming up though, uh, the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte Flair was out there, who was supposed to announce who she'll be challenging for WrestleMania, but she ends up saying that she's still thinking about it. We've already discussed everything with this in regards to who who could she possibly challenge, but she was cut off here by the Kabuki Warriors, and Oscar was like, "If I entered the Royal Rumble." I would have won. And then they attacked Charlotte Flair and cut immediately to commercial. I'm like, are you AEW? What is going on? <laughs> and we get back from that commercial break and Charlotte is facing Asuka and she picks up the victory via disqualification um, where because during the figure eight, Kyrie Sane hits the, uh, the insane elbow and then continues to beat her down. But Flair gets the upper hand in this segment. But as for the actual match, Charlotte Flair was kind of using some sort of Lucha-style moves during this. Which, like, kind of threw me. 
Yeah. We know she's been training somewhat in Mexico. So Charlotte, if she's going to expand her moveset, I'd be like completely all for that. I'd be interested. I liked Asuka hitting that uh, octopus stretch on the mat as well. Yeah. I say that. Yeah. And, and overall, I, I like kind of flabbergasted. I actually kind of enjoyed this match. Nah. Word. Cool. Up next, backstage segment, you had Street Profits. Just got to mention this because Kelly Kelly appeared again. Yes, Kelly Kelly uh, <laughs> retired from Brandon's shoutouts. Not really, but, uh, well, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, but Kelly Kelly was there. Um, nothing really to note outside of that there. No, uh, but also, actually, also had... if you watch the, uh, the WWE Performance Center YouTube, I like how supportive Montez is of... Bianca Belair. It's really cool. And he's got a, an incredible singing voice. I did not know that. Nah. But so next up, next up you had Mojo uh coming to the coming to the ring with uh Moss, Riddick Moss that is. And he pretty much puts a challenge out there saying he's not gonna be running around with his tile, just exactly what he's been doing. Open challenge. And good old uh what's his face? No, no way Jose comes to the ring and Loses. Yeah, Mojo but, retains the championship. Yeah, Mojo retains, but then Our one truth of the was uh, a rosebud. <laughs> yeah, one of the people won. Our truth. Well, our truth wins. Our truth lost again. Yeah, our truth wins the title, and Riddick Moss gets in his way. Who Mojo described as an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. To uh, I guess Mojo comparing himself to a QB, uh, and Mojo regains it. So. It's very interesting, odd, I don't know where this Riddick Moss, like, raw debut came from. It was very odd to me, but I'm here for it. We'll see where it goes. Um, After this, it was a very, very somewhat quick match. Liv Morgan defeats Lana. Uh, Liv Morgan had that, like, I don't know if you would necessarily call it a springboard. I kind of would call it a springboard flatliner. I say say it's like a springboard. I feel like... It's very similar to uh, Christopher Daniels' move. I believe he does a move like this. I'm um, not sure. Off of the ropes. But yeah, it was a, like it was a does, middle but... rope springboard flatliner, which I thought was cool because nobody in WWE is currently doing that. So uh, Unless no, maybe Mustafa cool. Ali might be doing that. But I do hope that this is really becoming the end of... Yeah, I uh, hope this is the absolute end of this. Yeah, yeah. So... I guess we're going to find out. Next up, you had Eric Rowan pick up a victory over a jobber. Uh, nothing really. Enhancement to talent, David. There. It's 2020. Yeah, he's a jobber. He's a jobber. Did the job. But yeah, and then, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, throughout the night, they were playing a bunch of highlight videos for Edge. I'm sure Chris was marking out left and right, uh, which led to Edge being in the ring in the main, the very last segment of Monday Night Raw. And he said that he doesn't know how long it'll last, but he's back. And it was unbelievable. I mean, every time that they played, I I was such a mark the entire night because every time they played his theme song, I would run to the TV because I thought that maybe they were about, like, I was going to miss it, that he was coming out. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe they should have opened with Edge, but uh, closing with Edge I thought was way more uh, emotional. I I agree with you. I think it's a great way to close it. I I figure that he was going to be either the ten o'clock 
uh, or eleven. But I'm happy no, that he oh, was I the thought, closer. Uh, yeah, I thought he was either opening or closing. But Randy Orton comes out, welcomes him home, hugs him, and uh, Orton questions, "What if Rated RKO gets back together?" People go nuts. I'm like, hell yes, Rated RKO versus Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, or as Chris pitched, Rated RKO and Viking Raiders versus Seth Rollins' group. And then Randy Orton hits an RKO. And the fans are shocked. Randy. Orton kept hitting Edge's neck with the chair. He continues to hit his neck. He did the concerto. I wish there was yeah. a, I wish there was a newer feud, but I'm absolutely I mean, he, invested in this. And he was about to hit the uh, like stomping on the chair on, on Edge's neck, face yeah. off the turnbuckle, but he was just like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And then he went for the concerto. Um, very. I was happy with the end of this segment. I mean, yeah. And, and what's cool was Edge's promo. He brought up all these other feuds. He's like, he's name dropping Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. Kevin Owens, all these people that he hasn't faced uh, at all. And it, it got you really excited. And then Randy Orton got in there. But I'm not bothered if it's Randy Orton. I mean, yeah, I would love to see somebody else. But I think Orton, it's like a breath of fresh air to Orton, even though it's like been done before. I can see what you're saying. So, like, it seems like it just like, you know, he cares more. Yeah, I, I can definitely see what you're saying about that. I mean, and I feel like, come on, this has got to be so much fun for them. I mean, and who knows how much longer Randy Orton himself has left in his tank. Yeah. So. Not that I see Orton hanging up boots anytime soon. Yeah. But that was Monday Night Raw. Edge is back, fantastically back. Uh, I'm invested in that storyline. Moving on to NXT. Uh, just to run down the results quickly and touch on some things, Finn Balor picked up the victory over Trent Seven. Uh, this match spawned from uh, Finn Balor attacking Trent Seven in the parking lot the day beforehand. Which uh, what, I, I, what were you gonna say? No, like why? What what did you like about that the day uh, beforehand? Right? Oh no, no, I didn't say I didn't like. I was gonna say I did like that uh, Kenta. Responded and said they still haven't gotten security because <laughs> I believe Finn Balor I also might have attacked Kenta at one point. I feel Maybe. like it. I I don't know if I wasn't that big of a fan of this match. It felt a little bit dragged on for me. Uh, it maybe maybe a little too long, but uh, I I enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. The the match after this we saw Shotzi Blackheart getting a victory over Diana Perazzo. Which uh, Shotzi had her tank entrance that she used on the independent scene, but it was obviously a, a much better tank now. Yeah, I thought that this was an awesome entrance, uh, and I'm very happy that it didn't get destroyed. The tank? Yeah. I'm happy. I mean, I wasn't expecting her to pick up the victory here. And really? I, I like that they're building her up. Like, when, I'm happy that Deanna Prazo just didn't, like, kick the tank or something when she walked right up to it. I'm like, up, and it goes to the tank. But <laughs> luckily, that did not happen. And I'm very happy that Blackheart picked up the victory. I mean, 
Diana Perazzo, I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing it's, with, but it seems like weird. Shotzi Blackheart's the one that's going to get the, the boost right now. Yeah, Perazzo seems to be in uh, limbo. Limbo. Wrestling limbo. Uh, next up, Donovan Dijakovic defeats Damian Priest, I believe, to become the number one contender for the North American Championship. Maybe. I don't. I'm not sure. I know Damian Priest seems to be pissed off now these days, but it's it's weird how like for the past few weeks with uh with the whole worlds collide, Priest and Dijakovic have like where where have they been? I, they, they I were, don't know. Were they not on the Survivor Series team? Uh, they were. So it's like where like how did they just all of a sudden disappear? It was weird. I know. I mean, and I'm a huge fan of both of them. Especially uh, Priest. I think Priest can do a whole – like I like his like uh, his moveset and everything like that. So I'm really interested and, and I love his entrance. Yeah, so we're seeing a, uh, a different side of Priest in the, in the upcoming weeks perhaps. Yeah. Up next, a uh, contract signing of sorts took place where uh, first Tommaso Ciampa was seen – Undisputed Era laid out backstage. He drops the pipe uh, and then walks out to the ring, demands a championship match with Adam Cole. William Regal comes out and said that Adam Cole doesn't care who he faces at NXT Portland, and he already signed the contract backstage. Then Champa and Adam Cole brawled a little bit, which ends with Champa bleeding, needing three staples, I believe they said. Ooh. And uh, signing the contract and the the crowd at full sale chanting for uh, use your blood. So he takes his hand, wipes his hand on his head, and smears it all over the contract and gets it all bloody. I thought it was it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool take on there, especially listening to the fans. I thought since uh, since William Regal announced that he had already signed the contract backstage, that like while they were brawling, somebody else was going to come out and sign the contract. Uh, sort of like uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, WrestleMania 20 moment. I thought that, mm-hmm. like, who, no, who, that who, who would have, but who would it have been, realistically? Oh, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but uh, they were airing a few promos during the night. Two to be exact. One, the first one I thought... Since there were, it was numbers in a triangular formation, uh, y- you automatically think Velveteen Dream. Um, I, I gotta agree I with you. Did you. Well, did you not? I mean, I didn't really know what to think at first. I was trying to figure it out, and I couldn't. But then you told you brought up Velveteen Dream, and I was just like, okay, I guess that makes sense with the... the the only thing that didn't make sense was the they were like the uh, the lotto number balls and they like pops up five twenty and then two and I'm like five twenty two well the May second is uh is a Saturday maybe we'll get a takeover maybe it's like hyping up a takeover mm-hmm. and then the the promo aired the next the next promo aired and they they unscrambled the numbers to say two five 20, which makes way more sense because that's next week's date. So yeah. I, I'm assuming next week we'll have Velveteen Dream return. It's very possible. I mean, he is clear, so let's let's see how that works. Match up next. We saw Tegan Knox defeat Dakota Kai, which I wanted so much more out of this match. 
Um, yeah, it, this match really it seemed this match seemed too quick. Yeah, well, but like we still got the the fact like Tegan used her knee brace in the end to behind the referee's back, and uh, I, I really I want a last woman standing match between these two at Takeover. I think Johnny and uh, and Champa did it. I think they could a hundred and uh, I was going to say hundred and ten percent, but I'll stick with real. <laughs> I'll stick with real percentages. I think they could a hundred percent have a, a a good match as well. In that, I agree in that with you. I think, it, I think the last man standing, last uh, last woman standing match fits the bill. Up next, we saw Chelsea Green make her official NXT debut. Losing to Caden Carter, who I believe got her first win in NXT, is what they said. Hey, that was her debut? Uh, officially, yeah. Her no first way. official in-ring debut. No. Yeah. Because they, they were never... Her and Peraza weren't really used uh, until... Like, officially used until that the Monday Night Raw. I don't know. She's had matches on NXT before. But not, it wasn't like an official, like, I'm pretty sure she didn't have it before she was, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, she's had, yeah, she's had matches before. Chelsea Green in, on TV? Yeah, she's had matches. I don't know. Yeah, if anything, you could say maybe this is a re-debut, but... She she's had NXT matches. NXT TV. Uh, no, that's a dark match. NXT TV dark match. NXT TV taping dark match. Yeah, no, that was her first. That's her first official match on the on hmm. NXT television. Interesting. Are you surprised she got the loss? It's weird that she got that loss. And with Perrazzo also losing, can they just, like, reunite VXT? I don't know why they... What's VXT? It was the group that she was in, her, Perrazzo, and uh, Rachel Ellering was also also in it, but I'll settle for Perrazzo. Yeah, we can keep her away from WWE. She might be injured. I'm not sure. Yeah, has, she she's away from WWE, so that's okay. No, she's not. She's in the company. Is she? Oh, yeah, yeah she's still signed. Ah, dang it. Okay, continue. But, uh, yeah, so maybe she'll join the, the Robert Stone brand? Is mm. it Robert Stone? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the main event was the finale to the Dusty Rhodes Classic. The Broserweights, no surprise there, defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans, and they now will go on to NXT TakeOver Portland in two weeks to face Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, I know both of us wanted to see the Grizzled Young Veterans win this just because they're an established tag team already. Mm -hmm. And the Broserweights have, I think this was their third match together. Mm-hmm. But I really, I'm, when, it's like weird because like on, in so many cases you can see that WWE doesn't care about tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then, like they put on like matches like this and at least, I mean they're a brand new tag team but still like tag teams got to form from somewhere. And at least uh, they're using tag moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And like they're not just like tired tag moves. They're unique to both of their skill sets together. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm happy. Uh, the match was a good match. It was a good match. I'm not happy with the outcome. I I don't like the tag team of the of uh, whatever they are. Yeah, but do you not think that it's it's good at least that they have tag team moves together? Yeah, but I'm not a fan of the Dusty Rhodes classic. Th- this tag team's not going to last. And I'm not a fan of um, the Dusty Rhodes classic more often than not having random people get together and form a tag team just for the sake of this to- tournament because their names and then winning it. I mean, this happened with uh, yeah, uh, I think, well, Dallar and Samoa Joe, I believe. Yeah, and then uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black. Yeah, Ricochet and Aleister Black. They, I, they, I think, but uh, that's three out of the five because we also we had uh, five, a- right? AOP, uh, no AOP, and uh, and Undisputed Era. Yeah, but those two. But then, but three out of five, it's a random pairing of two superstars that aren't even in a even in a tag team. See that that like still that 2015 tournament where. Uh, where Samoa Joe didn't turn on Finn Balor after the match, after they yeah. won. Oh man! But even I mean, that the whole, but that whole, but that whole, uh, that first Dusty Rhodes Classic was like beyond like random. Yeah, I, I don't like random. I'd rather have tag team. Is tag teams win this tournament? And I really, I was hoping that Grizzled Young Vets would pick up the victory because. They they could have done a lot with that victory. Like in that in that tournament, you had Baron Corbin and Rhino in the finals. Like what a random team that was when yeah. the, they first beat the Ascension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they went on to to defeat DIY. So it was just weird that like Baron Corbin and Rhino. Like where did where did that come from? Yeah. But yeah, I I don't mind them putting random people together to team. No bueno. Last year's was like kind of forced because it seemed like because they brought Alistair Black and Ricochet to TV and they were like they were the only ones being pushed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So well, yeah. that was that was NXT. Moving on to SmackDown. Build as Super SmackDown because of the Super Bowl on Sunday. I guess that's maybe that's why they don't want to do uh, or not want to. That's why they're maybe not doing a halftime heat because, like, how dare you take focus away from us? Like Fox, that would be Fox. I know it did a Vince McMahon impression, but <laughs> yeah, that kind of confused me. But yeah, no, I I hate that we don't have halftime heat. It's like, but could could you see that being the reason? Like because of their big partnership with Fox, I know they announced uh, no. Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns and maybe Sasha Banks are going to be on some like kickoff show for the for the Super Bowl. Nah, I I. I, I think that they should have had a halftime heat in there. Yeah, but but maybe they don't want to like ruffle feathers with Fox because like there's such a big partnership now or whatever between well, Fox I, and I, WWE. I, that I, 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 I was assuming that the halftime heat could have been on Fox. Oh well, that no. How could it be on Fox when the the Super Bowl's on Fox? What did they do with uh, the well, Super Bowl? Has 
Yeah, but that was could. on USA Network when they did it mm-hmm. with Mankind and The Rock. I don't know. This one, I mean, how they're not going to cut away? Like, oh, folks, if you want to see on Shakira the and Jen, Jennifer put Lopez, it on the you net- gotta... put it on the network. It's a network exclusive. Right, thing. that's what it would have been if they were going to do it. But I don't think, I just don't think because their partnership, I don't think they want to take viewers away from J Lo and Shakira. Yeah. So, All right. But, but uh, yeah, SmackDown opens up with Roman Reigns and the Usos, uh, which I think Reigns is getting more and more of like a mixed reaction again. Mm-hmm. But King Corbin came out with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And Baron Corbin was saying that if uh, the Reigns didn't, if the Reigns, if Reigns didn't have the Usos, he would have won the False Count Anywhere match and uh, probably would have gone on to win the Royal Rumble. And then main event WrestleMania, of course. But uh, it's like just when you think this feud might be over, they replayed that dog food gimmick again and Reigns proposed a match. Loser has to eat dog food. How this wasn't the stipulation that they picked for the Rumble is beyond me. Like, absolutely yeah. way beyond me. But this is, this is a little bit overdue. But I was a fan of the match. Well... You know, but uh, yeah. So after that, we saw Miz and Morrison defeat Heavy Machinery, The Revival, and Lucha House Party. Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado to become number one contenders. They're going all the way to uh, Saudi Arabia in February to face uh, New Day. Yeah, very predictable. Next up, you had a backstage segment. Oh, heavy I was, I wasn't Machinery, uh, huh? I wasn't done, but that's fine. Oh, go for it. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, like we spoke about earlier with the, well, I spoke about it at least with like tag team moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like how Heavy Machinery has all those unique, like how he'll pass per, a person off onto, like they'll per, they'll pass the, the person to each other mm-hmm. for like the bear hug they did to Dash Wilder. Mm-hmm. I like that. Nah. And, uh, yeah, so we move on backstage to Heavy Machinery being disappointed that they lost and Fire and Desire approached them and she thanked Otis for helping her at the Royal Rumble. She as in Mandy Rose, I should say. Uh, and then Tucker hyped Otis up and Mandy's like, what, what is this, like, what's going on? And Sonya's like, we're, we're both standing, like, right here, like, we could hear you guys. And Otis finally uh, musters up the courage to ask Mandy Rose out for a date next Friday. And she goes, oh, I'm busy next Friday. And Otis And is, the crowd, the crowd like, got so de- deflated at that moment. Yeah, shot, shot through deflated. the heart. Yeah, Otis got deflated. But then she recovered. She was just like, but I'm free next, the week after. Free in two weeks. And then Tucker goes, bro, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> which like that's also they can only go out when they're supposed to be on TV. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, I'm like completely booked. I'm looked, I'm looking forward to, I don't know if booked was the right word, but I'm looking yeah, that forward. Wasn't the right word. I'm, uh, I'm invested is what I should say. Mm. I'm looking forward to the, the Valentine's day segment because I think that could be, uh, some great TV kind of remnant of, uh, Mark Henry trying to court China. 
of sorts. Yeah, Don Marie, Mr. Wilson. I don't know. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Moving on. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, it led right into their match. They defeated Fire and Desire. They brawled before the, the match even took place. I thought they were going to throw throw it out. But uh, I, I, it's it's like a weird position because it seems like they're going to break them up and I don't want them to break them up. They didn't tease that at all here, so yeah, they, I'm thankful they didn't for really, that. I mean, I, I was kind of more disappointed that they didn't pick up the victory. I I hate seeing Bliss it, and Cross keep on picking up victories over Fire and Desire while Fire and Desire hasn't gotten uh, – Mandy Rose did pick up a victory over Alexa Bliss once. But after that, they haven't really picked up any victories in this little mini feud. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what's happening. I thought the the match was going to be over when Alexa Bliss went and did the 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 moonsault with the double knees. Mm-hmm. Is it a moonsault? Yeah, she does the double knees and then she like ran into Mandy Rose hitting that knee. Yeah, I, I thought the knee was going to be the the end of the match. It could have been. Although when when the knee happened during the match, I thought this is too soon for a finish. Mm-hmm. But I would have been fine with that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this fire and desire. If they don't pick up a victory in this little mini feud, why? What brings any reality that they maybe can be tag team champs at some point or any legitimacy to them? Period. Uh, outside of this comedic. Um, backstage stuff with like otis and everything I, I feel like we have they need to pick up a victory next week i would love to see that oh yeah I, mandy rose has plans who knows if who knows if they'll even be on smackdown next week oh no what? oh no what if next week she has plans but her plans is to go on a date with ziggler oh i don't see that happening no I don't see that happening at all. I, I hope not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't that. want. I don't want to see Otis get hurt. <laughs> you said you're gonna go out with me. Kentucky. Braun Strowman picks up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura to become the Intercontinental Champion. You happy Very, about this or no? Hey, I'm happy that he finally got his singles championship. I'm I'm really disappointed that it's Which taking this long. Is what they said, but he's already had a singles championship. That's what I was thinking. But what what did he have? The the greatest Royal Rumble championship, of course. Okay, so he hasn't had a championship. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he hasn't had a championship before. But um, but um, this was. I mean, Sami Zayn, he took off the, the top turnbuckle pad in front of the referee's eyes, which then Cesaro gets in the ring and the referee cuts him off. He sees him, got has his back behind, uh, has his back to Sami Zayn again. And Sami Zayn completely takes the turnbuckle pad off and Braun Strowman uses the exposed turnbuckle to get the advantage to win. He's supposed to be this six foot eight monster and he uses, he cheats to win. I don't think that's a great start to a championship 
He didn't. He, he used something that the heels set up to I use understand, to his advantage. I understand that, but he's Braun Strowman and shouldn't their need plan, to have that. Oh, he doesn't need it, but their plan backfired. It's perfect. It's the heels' plan backfired on them. And I, I 100% totally, get that, but I just... Yeah, I, the fact that he used it, I'm cool with. I, I didn't like The that. only thing that stinks is that Nakamura's title reign was on par to Jinder Mahal's title reign. I, well, uh, no, I think it was a little bit better than that. I think we just honestly need The Miz to be IC champion. That's, I feel like that's the last... When was the last time the IC championship meant something? It was like 2018. I don't know. I, I, I'd rather the Miz be the uh, WWE champion, um, but that that's just me. Well, he's on SmackDown, so or Universal, whatever. Overall, I'm happy that Strowman is a champion. I'm happy with this match the way that it went. Um, I I guess maybe we're gonna see Sami Zayn step up to try to. I don't know. I don't think so. I obviously I think Strowman should like automatically give the the first title shot to Nakamura Nicholas oh of course of course <laughs> uh, I mean but like I mean they got rid of the the rematch clauses and stuff like that but I feel like next week we'll have Nakamura then the week after Cesaro and then the week after that maybe have Zayn step in there I don't know if we'll see Sami Zayn but Sami Zayn was uh backstage yelling about the match and he was interviewed, he got asked what's next, he gets pissed off, and then he gets cut off by Elias, and then they went back and forth where Sami Zayn tried to speak, but Elias cut him off, and Sami told Cesaro to go take care of it, Cesaro comes out, brawls. I loved it. It, I was, it was great. I thought it was a weird segment, I didn't mind it, I just thought it was strange. Uh-huh. Um, after this, the next match, we saw Sheamus defeat Shorty G... Again, uh, Shorty G got the upper hand advantage by attacking Sheamus during his entrance. and uh, But Sheamus, he hits the bro kick, he wins. So I'm, I'm not sure why this match was, a, was why they did this again if Shorty G wasn't going to win. Yeah, I don't know why what they're doing with Shorty G, but I don't see Shorty G getting over. Well, no, I don't think in what ways, because the crowd reacts to him, so... Reacts, but I can't see anything happening out, like that huge to him. Ultimately, I'd like, I'd really like to to see him get taken out by Sheamus or something, and then show up again in NXT and build his way up and become NXT champion. So then, you don't like the way that he's being used right now. I don't mind the way he's being used, but he's not being used to his fullest potential. Which I mean, I know it happens to a lot of guys, and and women in WWE but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean he's I don't I just don't know how you have talent like Chad Gable and you don't use it nah up next we had Bailey out to cut a promo we as in the WWE universe because I don't work for WWE <laughs> or, or at least publicly yeah but uh or privately <laughs> but Bailey uh, spoke about Lacey Evans, and she then used the key phrase, I've beaten everyone. Which cues up, which Bailey was like called out Charlotte, ready for her to accept the, uh, the Royal Rumble WrestleMania plans. But she gets cut off by Naomi, who came out wearing a, a cool mask. It was like a light-up helmet 
thing. At first, I thought LEDs were in her hair. First, I thought it was DJ uh, Ion, whatever. Wa- Joaquin. No, not Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin <laughs> Wild. Yeah. What was his other thing? Zima Ion? Yeah, Zima. Zima it, Ion. DJ Z. DJ Z. That's it. Yeah, Zima Ion sounds weird to say. DJ well, Z. That, that's what it was. But Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was. For some, some reason, it doesn't like flow off the tongue. But I feel like that's something that he used to do. Well, I think he similar. still still has Maybe that. she borrowed it for him. It's... I don't know if he ever came out with like the full head thing, but he still has like a mask that lights up, as does Mustafa Ali. That's very true. So in, in order of WWTV, it went Ali, Joaquin, Naomi. Um, but in real, real life, I was going to say actuality, but real laugh came out. <laughs> it was uh, DJZ, Mustafa Ali, and then Naomi. But as in terms of popularity, is Naomi at at number one, which where's where's Ali been? Uh, injured? Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, Naomi came out and she said that uh, Bailey has not beaten her. Mm-hmm. And Bailey went to go use the title. Naomi ducked it and hit that springboard kick, which uh, I feel like they're it'll probably set up for a women's championship match between. Uh, between them at uh, Elimination Chamber in March. But I think it would be... I know it's, like, stupid, like, we don't like the whole uh, Saudi Arabia stuff, but I think now that Natty and uh, Lacey Evans had that match, why not try to have a championship match there? Eh, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, I like. I don't want to see Bailey lose the championship. I'd like to see her still be champion at WrestleMania, and because uh, she's, I think she's almost like three hundred, uh, maybe like a few two months or so from three hundred days mm-hmm. as champion. But uh, I think maybe like just at just over two fifty. But uh, I, I would like to see Naomi be champion again at some point. I liked. I feel like her her reign was not. It wasn't super short, but it was shorter. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we didn't get enough time with that LED championship. That was so cool. That was cool. Which I'm shocked. Like maybe if this happened like now, that WWE would like be instantly all over that to to sell a replica on WWE Shop. Mm-hmm. How they haven't already sold a shot uh, sold a replica is beyond me. Which Give I, it time. I've Give it time. Said, I've already said beyond me twice. Main event time. We saw Roman Reigns and the Usos. The Usos defeating King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. What'd you think of Robert Roode's new uh, tights? I didn't think much of it. They reminded me of uh, Christian's tights when he was in TNA, like the Christian Cage. Oh, CC. And then Robert Roode was in TNA. I wonder if there's a connection. <laughs> Uh-oh. But the match, honestly, was incredibly pointless to me. Like I said earlier, I don't understand why they didn't do it. Just, like, they could have done this six-man tag at the Rumble. Yeah, no, this, it, it was long overdue. I don't know why they're, I, I could only assume that they ran out of, ideas of things to do no, on I, I feel I feel like this was supposed to happen 
and they just didn't do it and and it was I I I don't know it, it was very thrown together even though it's like been happening since what November maybe even before that yeah and then we went like a month without the dog food mention it was so I just whatever I'm fine with the whole stipulation and everything I just. Yeah, I, I like the stipulation. I just thought it was pointless. But after the match, the Usos end up handcuffing it, King Corbin, and they, they put him up on the the ring post. And the Usos dumped dog food on him. Roman Reigns rubbed it in, dumped dog food on him. But did anyone really win if it was also all over Roman Reigns' face and his gear? I, I, thought, it was a, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I think that the... The dog food spot and everything, it's a lot of fun. It's enjoyable to watch. I mean, I, I even I popped through Roman Reigns doing the hook spot with the uh, spoon to the face, uh, flinging the food at uh, oh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, like he hooked like his cheek or something, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. 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 And he even went on Twitter confirming that he used that move from <laughs> from the movie hook that's i believe two hook references in this uh in this episode nah so what was the other uh i or was that last week no last week i did it myself chris said uh chris said that he wanted which by the way chris isn't here anymore but because <laughs> we're doing this in segments again but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but he had mentioned that he wants i don't know if this was I think it was this week when he said he wanted to see New Day have a, a pirate entrance and he wanted... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last week. No, or it can't be last earlier, week. Earlier was, in this episode. Yeah, earlier in this episode where he, <laughs> wa- he wants Woods to be Rufio again. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> but yeah, that's SmackDown. Um, what, what else? They, they announced stuff for next week. I just I completely forgot what. Yeah, matches will be taking place next week. Yeah, but I popped uh, unrelated to SmackDown for uh, for two hundred five live because Oni Lorkin is back, which is nice. And I also think uh, I think Mike Kanellis is back. Oh, there you go, there you go. Maria Kanellis posted a picture of him and Tony Nese saying "Absolute" or whatever, Team Absolute or something. Mm-hmm. Like highlighting abs, so I think they might be tagging on NXT live events. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, the Fiend or Bray Wyatt returns next week. I believe Daniel Bryan might return as well. Maybe. Hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. The men's Royal Rumble. Edge came back. That's it. Brandon, what are your shoutouts? Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout-outs? Aerosmith and Run DMC get the first shout-out. Uh, they perform, Aerosmith performed Living on the Edge and then uh, Walk This Way with Run DMC at the Grammys on Sunday. So it's always cool to see them perform together, especially since we don't really see Run DMC anymore. Uh, next shout-out goes to Wildcat Chris Harris. Because he was announced as one of the participants in Impact Wrestling's TNA event at WrestleCon. So I was always a fan of his. Unfortunately, he wasn't in ring shape uh, when he was in WWE as Braden Walker. I don't know what kind of shape he's in now, but 
I popped that he's going to be used during WrestleMania weekend for TNA. And I, 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 I hope that he does show up in great ring shape just so I, this way. I it's kind of like doubt it, but there would be a great I, I, like comeback. Story. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I doubt it, but it would be such a nice like retribution for him for uh, everything else. Yeah. And then uh, my last shout out goes to WWE 24 WrestleMania, New York. Uh, it's just a bunch of feel good behind the scene videos leading up to, and the day of WrestleMania 35. So it's cool. It's it's funny. It starts out with, uh, I think it starts out with uh, George Mazanin doing Miz's entrance at Access. Yes, it does. I watched, that, started watching it last night. That was funny. And then, yeah, so it's cool to see like Hawkins and Ryder on it. It's cool to see the, the lead up to Kofi Kingston uh, winning the championship, the Iconics winning the championships as well. So check it out if you have not had the chance. Those are my shout outs. Now it's time for... Our moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. Edge, edge, uh, yeah, edge, edge is a hundred percent like edge. the the biggest. Aside from Drew McIntyre winning and like Santina as like a. A little pop, but and Mighty Edge. Molly being in the Royal Rumble, Edge returning Edge. after nine Edge. years of not being in WWE uh, on the active wrestling roster, I should say. Uh, it's great to great that Edge is back. I'm still hoping we see something between Edge and Seth Rollins due to their their history. I mean, I the was... fact that the fact that you go on to WWE.com to the active roster and Edge is listed, yeah. But Edge and uh, and Seth Rollins have have history together. Back uh, it was what maybe 2014 when John Cena was in charge and was able to reinforce, uh, not reinforce, reinstate the authority, and uh, he like absolutely refused to. And then Seth Rollins, they they had Edge there. Seth Rollins uh, threatened to break Edge's neck and uh, held Edge there until John Cena agreed to reinstate the authority. So there's still some sort of payoff that, that can be done there, some sort of pay-per-view buildup. Yeah, I could see that. Edge versus Aleister Black. Edge versus Ricochet. Oh. Edge versus Drew McIntyre. Edge versus Adam Cole. I know Dave wants to see that. Yeah. Um, Edge and Hawkins and Ryder. Versus the New Day, dude. That'd be that'd be awesome if we could see the Edgeheads reunite to take on maybe somebody else. Like I don't see it being a New Day, but like an undisputed era sort of take it on. But that's not. Yeah, even, I, I don't know. know. I don't know who would we maybe Authors of Pain and Rollins. If Christian comes back, I'm just gonna end it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's like it was so weird because like at the end of Monday Night Raw, nobody was there to save him. There was yeah, nobody. That, that, I know a lot of people were complaining on Twitter about that, but story. Brother Hawkins Edge, and Rod Ryder was too busy uh, filming <laughs> a podcast. Like yeah. Edge, Edge returns after like his whole big thing, like nine years with the with not being able to wrestle due to with his uh, neck and everything, and not one person from the roster wants to run out and make the save. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, Edge. That's it. Marking out. It's over, folks. Nine years in the bag. Hopefully, we're still around on this planet, and this planet is still in existence for nine more years. 
But until then, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 Email us, out one at gmail.com. And most importantly, rate, review, and subscribe. And on that note, we wish you the... Best luck, 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 luck